0: Hello, you're listening to A Little Bit of Largum, a podcast about finding a more balanced, sustainable and mindful approach to living. Taking inspiration from the Swedish concept of Largum, a moderate choice between extremes, the podcast explores how this philosophy can be applied to all aspects of your life, to improve your well being, the well being of others, and of the planet too. My name is Marla. And before getting into today's episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to you lovely people who've been listening to the podcast and sending such kind messages and feedback. It really means a lot and it's so nice to hear from you and your thoughts on the episodes. So I thought I would do a couple of shout outs to some of you and let you know again how grateful I am for your support. So first, a shout out to Beth who said after listening to episode two, I loved all the tips in the second episode you had a great ratio of facts and things you can do thank you so much for that Um, Beth's actually a really good friend who I haven't seen for a while so it's really lovely to know that you're listening and I'm sending lots of love your way a really kind message from Tammy who says I love your podcast you have such a lovely podcast voice and it feels so personal I love it I'm really touched to hear that, um, especially because getting over hearing the sound of my own voice was actually a big obstacle to me actually starting this podcast, so I really appreciate that feedback, so I'm glad that you appreciate it and think it's podcast worthy. That's really nice to hear. Um, Tammy and I actually trained together at the same dance school, and in fact we share the same birthday, so that's a little fun fact. But thanks so much Tammy, I'm wishing you all the best. Then the last shout out for today's episode is going to Panda Panda on Instagram. Their Instagram handle is Panda, Panda underscore social. They said you bring a brilliant visual aspect to your stories and your passions clearly come through. And the message of no one is perfect, but small changes help is really great. I really look forward to following your sustainability journey. Thank you guys so much. I'm really glad to hear that the balanced view and message that small changes can really make a difference resonated with you. Panda Panda is an Instagram account run by four friends who all work in sustainability and have started their account to try to simplify really complex topics around sustainability, as well as discussing the socio-economic aspects of sustainability, which is super important. They share incredibly useful and insightful information, so i definitely recommend checking them out at panda panda underscore social on Instagram. Thanks again so much for your kind words, and now into today's episode. So in this episode, I want to talk a bit about clutter, how to declutter and how to actually differentiate your clutter from your belongings, and actually have things with a purpose and a place. Although I don't buy a lot of new things, I find it very difficult to part with old things. Whether it's fear of forgetting memories, having sentimental attachments, or the irrational belief that one day I may need this unfamiliar cable for which I have no idea what it's for, um, or the random item of clothing I've convinced myself that one day will come in handy, although in the past six years that day has actually never come. Since clutter is something that definitely causes me some stress, and ironically, more clutter seems to be present the more stress that I'm feeling, I thought it would be useful to start by looking into some of the Largham thoughts surrounding belongings. So a key focus within Largham surrounding belongings is functionality and sustainability, having things that are built to last. I came across a study that suggested that respect for materialistic things is directly linked to their price, which encourages you to fix as opposed to replace things if you've spent more money on it. Whereas when things are cheap, the easy option is to dispose of and replace, which is incredibly wasteful and damaging for the environment. So what's my approach to this? I think what's deemed expensive is very dependent on personal situations. For example, there are times I see something as expensive, which may be a moderate price for someone else, or vice versa. I definitely can't often afford high-quality, expensive items, but there's definitely something in this idea of price and quality of an item, and a link to its lifespan, that I think is important to consider. I know if I've saved for something and then purchased it, there's more of an incentive to look after it because it's not so easy to replace. But I also find this with sentimental items or second-hand items that feel more one-of-a-kind as I would be unsure where to find a similar item. So I think for me it's more linked to the uniqueness as well. My general approach to items does feel linked to making things last rather than having a sense of disposability. If there's something you need you can save for it, buy good quality and make it last if you're in the position to do so. But for myself and I'm sure for many others we aren't always in a position to do this but luckily there are alternative options. I tend to go second hand and find good quality items without such a steep price tag. You can find so much in charity shops from clothes to furniture, jewellery and kitchen things and so much more. I find there's much more sense of uniqueness, it's better for the environment because you're reusing something rather than it going to landfill and it's also a more reasonable price without meaning lowering the quality. But one thing I do want to flag here is don't fall for the bargains. Consider for the item you're thinking of buying, would you have been prepared to save for it if it was more expensive or are you just buying into the deal mentality? Try to avoid spontaneous convenience buying seeing something and just thinking oh that'll do and not actually having much appreciation for it because it's likely just going to get disposed of quickly and you'll make less effort to look after it and repair it you're more likely to just replace it which kind of defeats the whole point the key message here really is repair over replacing the most sustainable option is using what you already have and only buying what you need and making careful considered choices about what you buy So linking to this idea of repair and making things last, upcycling and creativity has a strong value in the Largham Outlook. Although there is no point in keeping something that you no longer want or need, rather than throwing them away, think about how you could turn it into something that you will use. Some examples of these are old clothes, turning them into kitchen cloths, which is something I do with my old socks that have got holes in. You could also do this with old t-shirts and I'm sure lots of other things as well. If you have a lot of sentimental t-shirts that you've accumulated growing up and you're not ready to part with them, maybe think about turning them into a patchwork blanket so then you only have kind of one item rather than multiple. You can do a clothes swap with friends which is something I really enjoy doing because it's a nice experience too to catch up with a friend and also maybe swap a few things. I also saw someone do this which I thought was really cool. They saved their wooden toothbrushes and then used them to make a soap dish for in the shower which I thought was a really great way to make another use of the old toothbrushes. Another one that I love that I'll definitely do when I have my own garden is using old shoes as outdoor plant pots. So you can just like fill them with soil and your plants in there and have them grow out of little old shoes I think that's such a cute idea. There are so many ways to upcycle so just yeah get creative with it and see what you could turn an old unwanted thing into that's much more useful. Another awesome thing is to just learn how to sew it's great for fixing and upcycling you can fix things when they break by like putting buttons back on them or hemming something in or letting a hem out like there's a lot that you can do. And you could turn items like trousers into a pair of shorts and get more use out of them. And it's just a really great skill to have. And there's so many tutorials on YouTube. So I'll add some links in the notes for this episode to some of those. And again, linking to repair, I think valuing what you already have is a super important message. And this is encompassed by the slow shopping movement, which is quite a big thing within Sweden. And... Research shows that the happiness that comes with buying things is exceptionally short-lived. Shopping should be more about the experience than the end purchase, so taking time to find the right thing for you and purchasing things mindfully, they're likely to be so much more valued and looked after and not soon after disposed of. For me, charity shops, clothes swaps with friends, for example, is a much more enjoyable experience than ordering online or going to a high street brand. Not only is it more enjoyable, but it's also better for the planet and it's more sustainable and also you avoid supporting fast fashion which is so unethical in so many ways for the planet and for the workers, among many other things. It's so much better if you can purchase things in a way that is more ethical and environmentally friendly. So Swedish design is known for minimalism and clean lines, storage and decluttering are crucial components. Since Lagom is a Swedish concept, it's no surprise that storage plays a big role in helping to declutter your space. Linnea Dunn states that open surfaces provide a sense of space, not just in the literal sense, but for your mind too. I relate to this so much. I can feel my thoughts getting more muddled and chaotic when the space I'm in is cluttered and messy. Clarity in the space definitely helps with clarity in your mind. So if you've got a nice spacious room, chances are you'll have more space in your mind for calmness, productivity, and positivity. So how do you know whether something is of use or whether it's just clutter? Some of the questions I ask myself that helps with this is do I use it often? Do I notice it every day or most days? Why am I keeping it? If I can give what feels like a valid reason to this question then the chances are it's something I may want to keep for now, until the answers to these questions start to change. But if I can't think of a valid reason why it's there, what it means to me or what I use it for, then I probably don't need it. So a couple of habits that I'm trying to make to help declutter, get rid of things and organise what I already have, I just thought I'd share some of these with you. So every night, I give myself just 10 minutes to put things back in their home. Whilst I'm doing this, I might play a podcast or some like more chilled out music. So I start to wind down for bed whilst doing a bit of tidying. And this also helps me realise where I like to keep things. And then I give them a home and then it gets much quicker the process of putting things away because you know where they go. Another thing is make your bed first thing in the morning. I had a really lovely chat with my sister recently and during that conversation we were talking about how actually making your bed first thing in the morning is a really lovely small act of kindness for yourself. No matter how bad your day is, you know that you can come home and get into a bed that's already been made for you. It's a small act of kindness to yourself, but it can really mean so much after a really bad or really tiring day just to have that already done for you. Another habit that I've had for a while, but it seems even more important, especially if you're living with a few other housemates and things can get messy quite quickly. When you're cooking, wash up as you're going along. Don't let it build up as it's harder to get round to do it afterwards once it does start building up. And when it comes to getting rid of things, tackle one part of a room at a time. Don't try to do too much at once because it really will get way too overwhelming and you'll probably just not want to try and tackle any of it. Decluttering can be a long process, but it's much more manageable in small chunks. What's annoying you most at the moment? Is it your desk, your wardrobe, kitchen cupboards, bathroom cabinet? Just pick one and start there. So if you chose your wardrobe, for example, you can go through old clothes. Something that I do is anything that I haven't worn in the last six months, it goes in a bag under my bed. Kind of out of sight, out of mind. If I go into the bag and reach for anything to wear, then I know that that's something maybe I want to keep because I've actually wanted to wear it. But if a few months have passed and the clothes have stayed in the bag under the bed, it's time for them to go. And to be honest, it's almost always the case that once items of clothing go in the bag under the bed, I don't tend to reach for them. You can do a similar thing in other areas of your house. Once you've decided what you will keep and what you don't need, then the maybes can be put out of sight and then see if you go back to them. If not, then it's time to find them a new home, which could be to a charity shop, to a friend... Or you could upcycle it and only bin it if that's the only possible option. Also give yourself time before buying something. Ask yourself do you really need it? How often will you use it? And can you see yourself keeping it for a long time? If the answer to any of these questions is no then the chances are you really don't need to buy it. This may seem like an odd one but I definitely find I always have scrap pieces of paper everywhere. I always just drop something down quickly and then these pieces of paper just start piling up and I haven't consolidated it and put it somewhere. So every maybe few days or after each day depending on how much you take notes or maybe once a week it completely depends on you. Um, But write it into a notebook specifically for odd things that you need to remember. Or you can make a note of it in your phone. But if you do this, don't forget to declutter the notes in your phone. I once ended up with about 370-ish at one point, And going back through was so tedious. And half of them made no sense whatsoever looking back on. And they could have been something that might have been important at the time. But I guess now I'll never know because I never looked through them. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. So this leads on to digital declutter. Organising files on my computer is something that's actually been really therapeutic and super helpful for finding documents. Again, tackle one bit at a time, or it might be too much. So you could start with your photos or Word documents, certain applications in your phone, perhaps, or videos. And yeah, just pick one of them and find a system for yourself that works. So with photos, it might be based on years or it might be based on like periods of your life or it could be based on locations, um, key milestones, anything really that makes sense to you. And same with Word documents, just put them into folders related to things and try and get rid of those random documents cropping up places that you can't find ever again or put somewhere useful. Also, in terms of social media, unfollowing any accounts that are sharing content that's damaging your well-being, um, anything that's just kind of cluttering up your feed that is not bringing anything of use to you in your life. So yeah, it's great to follow things that are educational, things that make you feel good, um, but just avoiding the kind of extra noise that's just not bringing any value. Make sure that your photos are backed up, your apps on your phone are organised nicely, and emails. I end up flagging emails all the time and then forgetting about them and having to like trudge through all of these flagged emails just to try and find the one or two that I'm looking for. So it's useful to go back through the flagged emails, check if they actually needed to be flagged anymore, if they've been dealt with and just kind of take them out so it doesn't get too overloaded. This definitely helps me feel more on top of things and then a bit calmer when I'm having to look at my emails. So when it comes to getting rid of things, if you can, reuse it, upcycle it, donate it, give it to a friend as a present. These options should all be thought of before just throwing it away. Recycle it if you can, but make sure that it's actually recyclable. You can take a look at the plastics episode for recycling tips, which I can also leave a link to. And in future episodes, I can always talk about what can and can't be recycled in a more general sense, if that's something that would be useful. But of course, what can and can't be recycled is different in different countries and even different counties. So it's always better to check with your local council what can and can't be recycled where you live. And also when you're throwing things away, remember what the things were that you threw away. So then you'll remember not to buy them again. I also just wanted to talk a little bit about how the minimalist movement has become quite popular and I think sometimes it can be tempted to want to go all into something and become a minimalist and get rid of everything that you own apart from the tiny bare essentials but don't feel like you have to throw almost everything away if there are a lot of things that have sentimental value or have a purpose in your life. It's not about throwing things away that you value or care about It's just about becoming more aware of what are the things you have that actually bring you positivity or are useful in your life, and what's just taking up space unnecessarily that could probably just go to a good home instead. It's a constant process, and as you grow and change, so will the value of certain items in your life. So it's just about taking time to be aware of what's around you, and whether it still feels important to be in your space. It's all about re-evaluating what you need and appreciating what you have before buying anything more. I just wanted to share a couple of quotes with you because I really do love quotes. I think they summarise things so poetically and they're easy to remember and sometimes you find ones that really resonate and stick with you, that can help you in your everyday life. So the first quote by Christina Scalise says... Clutter is the physical manifestation of unmade decisions fuelled by procrastination. And then McQuillan Smith says, When home feels out of control, no matter what the reason, unsettledness and anxiety can seep in. And then the chaos becomes internal as well as external. And Gretchen Rubin says, Outer order contributes to inner calm. These really link back to what I was saying before about how I noticed the correlation between my stress levels and chaos in my mind with the chaos and messiness in the space I'm living in. I think there's definitely some truth in organising and decluttering space to help calm the mind. And also, I think we can all start to realise that you need less than you think to feel content. And once you realise this, it helps push back against materialistic, disposable society that we're dragged into through media and advertisement. Unnecessary and mindless purchasing is really harmful for the planet, and often others through the exploitation that results from convenience goods not built to last. So I hope that this has maybe helped you start thinking about your belongings in a different light and will inspire you to consider where clutter might be seeping in, how you can start to declutter and be more mindful when considering any future purchases, valuing what you already own and questioning whether a potential purchase is something you really need and will keep long into the future, or whether it's something that maybe you've been convinced you need, when in fact you may not need it at all. So that's it for today's episode. I hope some of the information and tips have been useful and remember you don't have to do everything all at once. It's about making it a sustainable practice in your life. It's about doing what you can to help your well-being, the well-being of others and the planet too. If you have any questions, any thoughts or information you'd like to share you can email me on a little bit of at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at a little bit of I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye!